Hey, everybody. Happy Hump Day. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's already Wednesday. I know. This is My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. How's it going? Um, it's good. Thanks for asking. Um, we're going to start today's show the same way we start every show with the three things we think you, our dear My Talk listeners, need to know to be in the know. Here, to be in the know. You just do it. Three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number one. Well, 8 o'clock a.m. this morning was a big, big moment on my Finally, talk 1071. We learned. we learned what our assignment will be for Project Down and Dirty this year. Project Down and Dirty, it's our huge reality show on the radio. We do it every year for four solid days. We live and work together on a fish out of water project. And this morning on the morning show, our beloved B. Arthur announced the following. Project Down and Dirty, in its eighth year, will be Project Down and Dirty Comedy. Comedy and Improv. Okay, but here's the details. What does that mean? That means that you guys will be doing comedy and improv at, and here's the part you're going to love, Jace. Mystic Lake oh. Hotel Casino, where you'll be living for three days. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What? Okay, and cool. you'll be performing in the hotel showroom or the Mystic Lake showroom with 2,100 seats. And, oh. and you will have food vouchers. Yes, so much to be excited about. I don't know what you were doing. I wasn't even wearing pants yet when I was. I think I had literally just toweled off my bits and pieces when they made this huge announcement live on the air and my bits were tingling afterward. (laughs) Okay. How about you? Congratulations. Um, I was I was just I, I have only one child at home right now. The other two are at camp. So he woke up special. Keller did to listen to what the announcement was because he wanted to know too. So we were all snuggled up together in the living room around our little Alexa when that announcement was made. And I had fast fingers because I had to start texting uh, and just like, I am celebrating. I am so excited. This is fun. No. So again, if you didn't quite understand how this all works, we're literally going to be living at Mystic Lake for um, just about a little over three days in an effort to do some comedy and improv. We're going to be doing stand up improv. And uh, at the end of it, you can be a part of the experience, which is always the sort of, um, you know, climax of Project Down and Dirty is that you get to be involved in whatever it is that we're doing. So in this case, you'll be able to sit in the audience and uh, throw apples at us. Yeah, or tomatoes, uh, or tomatoes whatever, yeah. whatever, you know, rotten fruit like substance you'd like to. Preferably not anything hard. Thank you. Uh, just really quick, you did mention, Bradley, there will be an opportunity at some point for our listeners to obtain tickets to the performance. We will have details on that as they come around. There, It's not yet, so don't worry. You will know full well when that's going to happen. You will know in advance so that you can make plans. So 
hang tight on that front. But another thing we think you need to hear to be in the know. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. So here's the thing. Every year, certain hosts enjoy Project Down and Dirty and certain hosts despise it. By that I mean everybody mostly enjoys it. Lori and Julia usually despise it. Sometimes, Jason. Um, This particular time, Lori and Julia, particularly Lori, made it very clear how she felt without even knowing she was doing so. Let's listen to a clip that was turned into a promo, which you'll probably hear airing on our station, that tells you just how excited Lori would be if our Project Down and Dirty job was comedy. A few weeks ago on the Lori and Julia show. She discovers a previously unknown talent for stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to have that happen? I. Oh. You're going to do stand-up comedy? I don't want to. We, it won't happen for happen. us because I think we already tried it. <laughs> yeah. When we did Project Down and Dirty Mall of America. Oh, and then they escorted you off the stage. They did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there is a nightmare that I hope they never make us do. There, announcing Project Down and Dirty Comedy. Live on stage the first week in October at Mystic Lake. Ticket information coming soon for Project Down and Dirty 8. Comedy. Like for us to have to stage a stand-up comedy show. Oh, terrible. They would write jokes for you and then you would just repeat the no joke. No way. Do you think they're going to write jokes for us? Hell no. <laughs> on my talk, 1071. There, uh, I think she called it a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, frankly, I look forward to three o'clock today when I can tune into Lori and Julia as Lori regales us with the 30 reasons this is a horrible idea. Trust me, what you won't hear is what will happen behind the scenes, which is Lori trying to take the reins on this and uh, give them better ideas of how they can uh, make this more comfortable for her. Now, I will tell you that if in that promo you heard Julie saying, oh, we're not going to do that because that's what we've already done. What she's referencing there is the second year. That was our first year, Colleen. Mm-hmm. Technically, we were involved the first year, but we didn't really get we didn't to be involved. We didn't suffer the first no. year. We just sat in the studio mm-hmm. and talked about it on a Saturday. But the second year of Project Down and Dirty was our first year. It was at the Mall of America. And one night we went to a comedy club at the top to have dinner. Mm -hmm. And Julia, before the appetizers come out, climbs on the stage and starts going, Hey, I'm Julia. I just flew in and boy, are my arms tired. And everybody's like, Julia, get off the stage. We had second, I had secondhand embarrassment. Like I was hiding my face. I was like, what is she doing? So she wanted to make everybody laugh. I honestly think that um, Julia is going to be the one to watch in this experience. And by that, I mean for comedic value, but accidental comedy. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Well, I mean, to a certain degree, she's incredibly funny and she knows it. But I think just the chaos of the moment let's put it that yeah, way that, that's an adequate be delightful and adequate. of course Lori's cantankerousness is always you know a wellspring of humor that's the fun part about project down and dirty now that we know the show really starts now so there will be plenty to hear between now and uh, the first week of october regarding project down and dirty really quickly can i just say too that um colleen and i always Look forward to Project Down and Dirty. I'm trying to remember one Project Down and Dirty that we were not looking forward to. I was mildly nervous for boot camp. 
Yeah, I mean, in the way that it, we didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. but I mean, we, we usually are the ones who are like, oh, this will be fun. Yeah, we'll you guys try. will It'll make be great. the best of it. So, you know, and we can't even begin to tell you. I mean, Mystic Lake is a happy place. Big time happy place yeah, for so, both of us. Anyway, I think we're golden. We are golden. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Now, the last thing we think you need to hear to be in the know today is there's one final element of Project Down and Dirty every single year. The reason we do this isn't just for our own kicks and giggles. It is also for charity. And so you might ask the question, how does this benefit charity? Well, one of the other things they announced on the morning show this morning was the charities that each show would be paired with to raise money for during Project Down and Dirty this year. Here's that announcement. All right, the charity component component is that all of these charities um, work towards either mental health or smiles or happiness and taking care of people. So, Jason oh. Alexis, you have Tubman. Oh, oh. fantastic. Amazing yes. charity. Oh, that's great. One of the best known charities in the Twin Cities, been in the business forever. They do great. Um, yes. Oh. Donna and Steve have mm-hmm. Gilda's Club Twin Cities. That's, oh, that's, that's from Gilda Radner. Yes. yes. Um, they take care of people with cancer. Um, Lori and Julia have Smile Network. Ooh, perfect. Also perfect. an amazing Great. charity yes. in town. And Clean and Brad have Stevie Ray's Skills for Life. And Stevie ah, Ray can talk about that. Yes, uh, we started the Skills for Life project many years ago because our classes help people deal with life issues. So we started being contacted by domestic abuse shelters, homeless shelters, at-risk youth programs. We go into these places and give free classes in life skills to help them regain stability. We've helped people find employment, deal with tough issues in their life, find housing. It gives them skills that they can use for the rest of their life. And uh, we've been volunteering to do this for many, many years for people in need. And we've just recently started partnering with many of these organizations you've just heard of to help them help their clients. So the Skills for Life Project is our way of giving back. So that's our charity. I mean, we got to hear a lot about our charity that we'll be working with. Uh, and so that is, that'll be an exciting thing that we'll be exploring a little bit more, having the opportunity to talk with uh, Stevie Ray himself about, about this charity. And I'm excited. I yeah. think it's going to be great. So you'll learn more about all of those charities. Obviously, we'll spend a lot of time telling you about um, our charity, as Colleen said. But really, at the end of the day, like it's just this this entire experience is going to be one big feel good moment because you're going to see some drama with, you know, the stuff that's playing out between the hosts, of course, learning a new skill. That's like some drama, right? And tension in interspersed with some wonderful, you know, personal stories. I'm sure we're going to hear about the great work that the charities are doing and how you can be involved in those things. So it just adds there's so many layers to the project down and dirty. Every time people ask me to explain this, I'm always like tongue tied as to know where to begin because Mm -hmm. there's so many different moving parts. And at the end of it, um, you know, there'll be hopefully in this case a very you know wildly successful show will go on tour and you know and then we'll live a life of fame in oprah level rich vienna philharmonic selling out stadiums did you say vienetta no that would be awesome but i don't think they have their own philharmonic that's true yeah okay it's possible uh elizabeth reese will be coming in next with all the dirt from hollywood on the colleen and bradley show with a dirt alert this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert.
Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt. Hi, friends. Hi, So nice to be with you, you little comedians, you little improv artists. Oh, can you believe it? Project Down and Dirty, the comedy show, I think is going to be fantastic. I will tell you the only time I've done improv... It scares me so much. I legit had to take a shot of tequila before I went oh, on stage really? well, to cope. Really it is really actually it. the only time in my life I think I've used alcohol as a coping mechanism. Totally as a coping yeah. mechanism, which is not so... recommended. And because um, I full out break out in hives when I think about it. I think being a comedian and being an improv artist is the hardest job in the world. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this yeah, no, just after really finding helpful. out Thank that you're going to be doing a comedy mm-hmm. show. Can I just eat like pizza or something? Yeah, at the buffet. Yeah, eating your feelings at the buffet is the same as the tequila. It's essentially the same. And it's a familiar thing. It is. Yeah, we've both done it. Yep. We're not above eating your feelings Mm -hmm. on occasion. I'll eat anybody's feelings. You got feelings? Okay, I'll do that. There we go. Matt Lauer is maybe eating some feelings. He um, has agreed to pay his estranged wife Annette Roke up to twenty million dollars in their divorce. Oh man, that is not nothing. He feels very guilty for cheating with multiple women at work. I'm I mean, sure he does. I'm, I'm sure, sure he does. Now, especially as he writes that check. I feel I like the time to feel guilty about cheating before is, you unzip your pants. Exactly <laughs> is earlier in the process. Isn't mm-hmm. that the truth? Well, uh, sources are telling Page Six that the couple is now getting along amicably. Their friends are saying they're both spending time at their 12-bedroom Hamptons home as they prepare to finalize their divorce. Why can they do that, my friends? Because they have separate wings, right? Mm-hmm. Sources saying that they have really things have really settled down. Matt and Annette are getting on they're both spending time with their kids and they hope to settle the divorce very soon matt lauer bought this estate in the hamptons from richard gear for 36.5 million dollars in 2016 and that was where he went immediately after being fired by nbc he did sell hey it's mike and i'm so excited to tell you about factors delicious ready to eat meals we're all busy and with factor eating fresh never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, I think he sold an apartment in Manhattan because he has tons of real estate. Yeah, I mean, he's he has got like a ranch, a in New massive Zealand. real estate portfolio. Uh, the question is, who's going to get this estate in the divorce? Because they both love it. It is Matt Lauer's dream home. It's on six point three acres on the peninsula of North Haven mm. near Sag Harbor. It is like creme de la creme. I of the feel Hamptons. like she deserves it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like 
I would burn that place to the ground. Well, I'd sell it first. Well, it's and then interesting. I'd burn everything in it. You know, because um, the process has been going really well because they had a post nup in place. So you'll remember oh. Annette Roke filed for divorce from Matt Lauer in 2006. Right. I mean, this cheating stuff was nothing new to her. She knew that it was going on. I think yeah. we all just found out about how much Matt Lauer was abusing the power dynamics at NBC mm-hmm. and how um, prevalent his cheating was and how it continued even following that revelation. Uh, when she he persuaded her to drop the divorce filing, and at the time she decided mental abuse, extreme mental and emotional distress, humiliation, torment, and anxiety. But they signed a postnup, and then she withdrew the filing, and they remained married until I recently. I think he maybe made a made her a deal she couldn't refuse. I would and say she I had to refuse. Would say, and okay. she still gets another deal. So good for her. Yeah, there you go. Um, Angelina Jolie, why is she waging war over custody with Brad Pitt? Us Weekly reporting today that it is um, because she sees the writing on the wall. Joint custody is a done deal and there's nothing she can do to stop it. And what have I been saying from the beginning with these two guys? It has nothing to do with the money. It has to do with the time with the kids. Mm -hmm. And she is A, very angry with him, and B, she does not feel that he is a fit parent. Mm -hmm. And so she She, does not want her children around him. You know, and uh, from a cynical perspective, maybe she's just like you, you know, she's so bitter about it. She just doesn't want him to be anywhere near the kids. Or maybe she feels like he's so still unstable and um, has problems Mm -hmm. that she is not comfortable putting her children in the situations. I mean, you guys, this is the thing. Like, I know the straw that broke the camel's back was the pushing or the shoving of Maddox on the private plane plane in in International Falls, Falls, right? We talked about this, but I just don't see that you just one day get to that. There had to have been other, like, you know, and this is speculation, but I feel like there were other aggressive things that maybe happened in terms of the way that he was parenting Mm -hmm. that she's not comfortable with because I don't know. I, my gut feeling is saying that that just was not an isolated incident. No, I would tend to agree with you, right? You don't, uh, those, especially after that, that long of a relationship, yeah. they weren't married for a very long time, but um, they've but, been co-parenting for a very long yes. time. Yes, And so you, you got to have the feeling that this had a slow buildup yeah. and that was just her breaking point. Yeah. And that there were other, I am, I just believe that there were other things that he'd, done in terms of parenting or maybe discipline or maybe things that he'd done when he was under the influence of mm-hmm. something that she is not comfortable with and she does not want her kids around it. Yikes it daisies. The problem is they're his kids too. That's mm-hmm. the real struggle mm-hmm. there. Um, okay, MoviePass, their parent company, just posted an operating loss of $126.6 million. Whoa. This thing isn't working. I mean, it's just not financially working. That's the trouble I, just, I with feel it. like every day we get a new uh, story about MoviePass. Yeah. It's and just, I can't keep track of where way. we That's are. That's the truth. That is I mean, the literally, truth. Literally, there are headlines every day. Because I follow MoviePass on my like Google News oh, thing. Oh, you do? So you see what's and going on. So every, literally every day there is a headline. Uh, there's an attorney who um, is part of this class action lawsuit who said that MoviePass's business model was not sustainable because there was no reasonable basis to believe MoviePass could monetize the model to a degree that could be maintained before just being too buried in debt to survive. Mm -hmm. It does seem like it's one of those things where it's just like too good of a deal to be true. And that's sort of, I mean, that's what I get the impression. I feel like they had like a rudimentary business model and they rolled it out before they'd had all of the things in place. Yeah. And then they started losing money and it was like they couldn't 
I get their feet underneath. I, I will say it all sounds very Groupon, but beware the notion of Groupon is still around. Yeah. It just has many forms. Mm-hmm. And I think the That's movie true. pass model will be there just by people who can actually make money off of it. Fair enough, Thank my friends. Thank you, Elizabeth. You little comedians, practice Bye. your jokes. Yuck, yuck, we yuck. need a caller to play our 30-second pop culture challenge, 651-641. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do this every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We call this fabulous game our 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds pop culture challenge. We've got Matt on the line. And Bradley, what is Matt playing Matt for today? Matt is playing for an old lunch bag that's in the prep room. Actually, no. I that's excellent. exciting. I made that up, Matt. You're actually okay, going to get a My Talk 1071 t-shirt. Sweet. But you got to work for excited. it, Matt. You got to work for All it. All right, here we go. I can do that. <laughs> the timer will begin after I ask the first question. You ready? Okay. Here we go. What is the Golden Girl's favorite food? Cheesecake. Slimer is a character from what film series? Ghostbusters. Simon, Paula, and Randy were the judges on what reality competition show? American Idol. Gwen Stefani is the lead singer of what band? Um, uh, uh, skip. Who is Angelina Jolie's dad? Um, God, what's his name? But, uh... Oh, what's his name? They don't talk. Ah! <laughs> yeah, you were doing I'm so sorry. well. You were very entertaining, though. Thank you for playing yes, the 30 Second Pop Culture really Challenge. Hard. Okay, let's get to those two that he didn't get. Uh, Gwen Stefani, lead singer of? No Doubt. No Doubt. I think you do pronounce the B. Mm. And uh, Angelina Jolene, jo- Jolene, Jolene, Jolene's dad. John Voigt. I think it's Voigt. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Voigt. Yeah. Okay. It's Dutch. It is. Um, yeah, no, John Voigt. <laughs> uh, all right. Now that we're done with the 30-second pop culture challenge, uh, we move on to solve some mysteries in the form of blind items that Holly has selected for us in this segment that we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Hi, Dilly-ho, neighborinos. Hi. It's time for another edition of... Hi, it's from Ned Flanders. From the I know, yeah. but I just think it's hilarious. You didn't even do it in a Ned Flanders voice. No, I did not. Okay. All right. <laughs> Our first blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with a A-plus list slash A-list mostly movie actor. Now, I want to tell you that this blind item dates back from March, and it has been revealed today Ooh. on crazydaysandnights.net. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we got we to get our March uh, memories together. Yes, we have to get our March memories together, and it also has to do with a new superhero movie. So two things we have to think about in this confirmed blind item. This diminutive A-plus slash A-list mostly movie actor is the frontrunner to portray the lead in a new superhero movie. The thing is, though, the script calls for the superhero to be killed. The actor wants no part of that and says if he's playing the role, that part of the script needs to be changed. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. It's not, I'm going to rule out Tom Cruise. Or not. Or you shouldn't, perhaps. Should he? Oh! Because I was going to rule it out because you said mostly movie actor. Has he been on TV? Mm, 
I mean, he jumped on a couch on Oprah. No, yeah, that's but true. But he was never on a TV show, is my point. Think well, so. I think that NT Lawyer never describes somebody as strictly movies or strictly television. Right. Okay. So that's right. just the and way. And diminutive. I mean. Well, yeah, that was the that was my tip of a, off. Mm-hmm. It was either that or Michael J. Fox. And I kind of feel like he's not doing a superhero movie. So, Holly, tell us. Okay, first fill in the blank and then tell us. I'll tell what you the movie because it might be difficult to guess the superhero. Oh, thank you. Okay. But also, I'll fill in the blank for you. Uh, Tom Cruise is the front runner to portray the Green Lantern in a new mm-hmm. movie. The thing is, though, the script calls for the Green Lantern to be killed. Tom Cruise wants no part of that. And he says if he's playing the Green Lantern, that part of the script needs to be changed is this green lantern like is this like a one of them all the superhero movies thrown together because it's so big and i can't even deal with it it's too much is it one of those movies well the green lantern has been played on screen by ryan reynolds if you recall yeah that's where he met blake lively well the movie kind of stunk and it's part of the dc universe so they want to bring the green lantern back maybe he would kind of play with the justice league and tom cruise of course big movie superstar in theory, that would be nice for DC. So do we have any news on this? Like, is the movie... I mean, by the way, here's the other thing. If Tom Cruise doesn't do the Green Lantern movie, now we all know the Green Lantern going to die in that movie. Well... Spoiler. But I mean, is it a spoiler? Because I don't know the Green Lantern story. Maybe everybody knows that. But here's my point is Tom Cruise is not going to do a movie where he's one of many. Right? Well, and the Green Lantern wears a ring, and there are actually many... Tom hu- Cruise is not like rings. Everybody knows Everybody that. knows that. But the Green Lantern, there are many different people, creatures, miscellaneous uh, living beings throughout the universe who happen to be the Green Lantern. Mm. And they have the powers of the Green Got Lantern. It. Got Aren't it. Like so even ton- if he dies... Then it's fine, because fine. the Green Lantern will lives, st- on. lives on. It will mm-hmm. still be a thing. Got it. Mm. That's actually... Thank, thank you for that useful information, Holly. You're welcome. Makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh. All right, moving on. Blinded by the item. Our next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net is not confirmed, but it has to do with a B-plus list mostly movie actress who got her big break on network television back in the day. So think about all of that while I read you this blind item about the B-plus list mostly movie actress. This B-plus list mostly movie actress who got her big break on network television back in the day is someone all of you know. She let herself be groped at a recent event just to ensure a Golden Globe nomination. Wow. I mean, I would probably do that. Wow. I'm wowing a lot right now. <laughs> but I, I, that was a joke, and then I was like, "Oh, that's probably not a good joke." But anyway, moral of the story. Oh, did you just judge me? No, I'm for trying. Bad jokes. That head shake was really? me trying to think of who the person was. Oh, okay. Um, and what I initially thought was Jennifer Aniston, and what I was shaking my head at yeah, was that couldn't we think be her. Of her because uh, right. debut. But I don't. She she seems like an A list to me. Me too. That's why I shook my head. B plus list. I thought maybe you had something on your face um it was just my face i will tell you that there are several names being thrown around okay so again this is somebody who would let themselves be groped which is horrifying um for a job so is it somebody that we're gonna be like of course she did actually no no if you get one it's not Lindsay lohan no 
If you guess one, there are about three names here that it could be. So think about somebody who is B plus list in their career, but we know this person's name. This most prominently from television. Were they on TV for a while? Yes. When uh, was that? Mm, I would say that all uh, of these people uh, were on TV uh, in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. Uh, oh. Was she married to an A-plus lister? Well, one of them, yes. Possibly. Katie Holmes? Yes, possibly. Mm. Yeah. Who mm. else? Or do that you guess? feels right. I mean, that just, that one has the ring of truth to me, just in the sense that like... What, that she would let herself no, be No, but that she has maybe... Negotiated his soul in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Being married to Tom Cruise. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just sort of like feels like, oh. Mm -hmm. Now, I will tell you other names. The two other names that were cited in the comment section on crazydaysnights.net. Some people were saying Jennifer Garner. Okay. Because she got her start on Alias on ABC back in the day. Hmm. And also Mila Kunis. We all know her name, and she got her start on that 70s show back in the day. All right, well, did you read the thing? Should we read the thing and then talk about maybe Katie again? Yeah, let me fill that in. Katie Holmes, uh, she let herself be groped at a recent event just to ensure a Golden Globe nomination. Mm. What's the movie? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, that's... It might not be out yet, Yeah, because those... This is a recent event, so looking forward to Golden Globes. Correct. So uh, I think we'll have our answer when we read the Golden Globe nominations. Well, the only thing that's out right now is Ocean's 8, Robot Chicken. Oh, that's TV. And then there's there's a completed project called Untitled FBI Project, post production Mm. The Gift, and something also called pre-production, or it's not called pre-production, but... It's pre-production called The Doorman. Right. So we'll just have to keep an eye out on if any of these women are nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, can I just ask what mental formula you would be doing in your head? I guess that's redo most mental formulas. But what's the math that you do in your head that makes you think, I'm going to let this grope happen because I'll get a... Golden Again, Globe honestly, I yeah, this Are is things that easy. I don't know that we were hard. I, I don't. Huh, I th- I feel like I'm making excuses, and that's not what I'm trying to do. But I I really do feel like I don't think we understand how, like how dog eat dog Hollywood is, and that you know everybody's looking kind of desperately to get their footing by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's part of what got us into kind of the mess we're in right now with the Me Too movement, et cetera. Um, and and th- I, this feels terrible to say, but k- like I said, Katie Holmes has historically um, made some, um, what we believe to be deals that were meant to help her career, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That maybe weren't, the best for her personally. Yeah. And to be fair. I feel fair, like I'm dancing around that entire thing. <laughs> well, no, we're but, being really awkward, but I think it probably happens a lot more than we realize. And and judging by the um, old Hollywood book that I've been reading about the stuff that used to go on back in the day day, it, this has been in Hollywood since Hollywood, literally. Yep. Where certain people will do certain oh, things man. in order to get certain things. Okay. So this is a tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's... There's literally, literally this book that I'm reading now called Tinseltown, You Should Read It, is all about the, well, 
right now there is a discussion of these three women and they all have different approaches to their careers in Hollywood. And it's like you, you could say the names of modern celebrities and think it was perfectly plausible. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, thank you for those delicious blind items, Holly. Yes, queen. Now, when we come back, we have uh, to play a little game we like to play on our show called Reboot or Get the Boot. We've gotten news of a favorite old television show of ours possibly getting a reboot. Uh, but there's more to the story. We're going to hear all about it after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Well, we've got the news of a new reboot. Perhaps in the works on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and it seems like 2018 and you know, the last couple years have kind of been, you know Two thousand all of them. Pretty reboot heavy. And when there's a news of a reboot, we like to play a little game with it. And we call that game reboot or get the boot. Reboot. Get the boot. No, 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 no. Wait. Um, maybe. Okay. Oh, I don't know. All right. So the show. Yes. Designing women. No. Do you remember this? Is the night the lights went out in Georgia? I mean, we could do this all day. Uh, I could do lines from uh, Designing Women, much like the drug that it was. So, the show, Colleen, Designing mm-hmm. Women, you said initially no. Now, I started with about 50 no's and then said, wait, maybe. You've got to know some details, but your first gut reaction is no. No. Uh, but I do, but you know, then I sat for a second and I thought to myself, self, mm-hmm. what would make a reboot okay? Mm-hmm. And you know what I decided? Mm-hmm. If original characters came back, but well, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a little difficult because there are some that have gone to the great beyond. Okay. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the, um, Gosh, classic that is Designing Women. Uh, that's It was a seven series run, ran from the 1980s until 1993, was one of the best shows on television. It is sort of the, to me, it's like Golden Girls with Attitude, mm-hmm. right? In the South. Southern Golden Girls yes. with Attitude. Uh-huh. Okay, here's the story. The creator of that show, you may know, is Linda Bloodworth Thomason. Mm-hmm. And she is actually behind a revival coming oh. from Sony uh, Sony Pictures Television Studios. This project has been in the work for months uh, as this indie studio apparently searches for a home for its revival of the comedy about four women mm-hmm. and one man working together at an interior design firm in Atlanta, Georgia. So that's what we know, mm-hmm. that this is a project it's connected with the creator of the original series. We don't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Of course, Dixie Carter, uh, Gene Smart. No, Gene Smart's still alive. Meshach Taylor. And uh, who else is Delta Burke, away? Annie Potts. No, they're, they're all they're alive. alive. I think it's just Dixie Carter and Meshach Taylor. Yep. That but also Bernice. Passed away. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Oh, God. I, uh, anyway, so 
we don't know if it's going to involve. Annie Potts has said, I would be all in because, and here's where it sold me. So we don't know yet if it's going to be a new cast and some of the old cast, a combination thereof. We don't know if it's going to be a limited series, like a long thing. Is it going to be like the Roseanne reboot where they do? We don't know any of that yet. We can discuss all that. But here's what I think sold me on the idea Mm -hmm. of a designing women coming back. Mm. It is the perfect moment to have loud women on television. I agree. And one of the things Annie Potts said was like, this is the perfect, you know, she's like, we were doing the Me Too movement every Monday night in, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. And there is not a loud voice like that on television for women today in the way that there was uh, back then. I think there's also something to be said for that strong all female, mostly I should say the majority yeah, female I mean, ensemble. Female, um, yeah, except for the man. He's the only non-female. Um, but but there's something to be said about that kind of those loud, strong female voices surrounded by loud, strong female voices. That it really is such a female-driven um, comedy. Um, and to me, here was the selling point for me that Linda Bloodworth Thomason is involved. If she wasn't, if this was sort of like somebody else's um, sort of response to a recreation based yeah. on designing like it's going to be women, a loosely. Yeah, no, this is literally that's when I go, no. kind of like Murphy Brown, kind of like Roseanne, uh, kind of like Full House. You're going to have again, we don't know the casting. If it's, there's going to be an original casting, it would be hard probably to recreate Unless it's, you know, Delta Burke. Now, you, you got to remember that Delta Burke and Gene Smart left that show not on good terms. In right. fact, um, Delta Burke, I was just reading up on it in the break. Delta Burke uh, was talking out of school about producers and stuff behind the scenes. And the cast essentially voted her off the show, mm-hmm. off the island. And then Gene Smart left of her own accord. And then they brought in, do you remember? I don't even remember because I, I think I stopped watching. And Julia Duffy. Which I, my God, I love Jan Hook's character, but guess what? She can't come back. Because she did. She's also dead. Yeah. Um, Julia Duffy, she's around, but I don't, you know, anyway. Uh, maybe she's working on a New Heart reboot. But I am excited at the potential for this series. Mostly it just makes me want to go back and watch my old DVDs of Designing Women. Yeah, can you stream that anywhere? I don't even know. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I... You know, this makes me think about, you know, like you said, Roseanne, Murphy Brown, designing women. I feel like there's this maybe TV is trying to remind us of who we once were, like culturally, because the world has changed so much in in the ensuing years that um, some of these reboots are really happening at just the right time. So much has changed, but really, and I think this is what might make some of these reboots successful is that really not much has changed and that it is because we are now sort of revolving back into a landscape where it is we are ripe to hear these women Mm -hmm. react to the world as it is yeah yeah so okay i'm here for it i will wait to hear more details as they come Sugar Bikers. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have caught some celebrities being really relatable on Mm, social media. Awkward. And wait till you hear which celebrities are being relatable. It's a little bit interesting after this on My Talk 1071.